Welcome to episode 14. This is Mind Sex, where all freaks are welcomed. Today, we're going to be talking about decisions. Decisions is a choice that you make about something after thinking about several possibilities. Reflecting on our own lives, we could think of a time when we've made certain decisions, whether good or bad, and what those outcomes were, some unfavorable and some highly favorable. What we're going to do today is we're going to break down decisions in three categories. We're going to break it down into personal decisions, social decisions, and transformal decisions. And with that, each subcategory, we're just going to break it down and how that affects us on, on all those levels. So personally, the decisions that we make, the decisions that we make personally are about money, our health, and our love life. So we're going to break it down, right? So with money, what are some of the decisions that you make with money? What are some of these habits that you have? What What are some of these repetitive habits that you have, right, with money? Is it when you get a lot of money, you then spend it immediately? Or do you actually just take a second and say, you know what? What do I need to do? Are you responsible with your money? Are you good with managing it? Do you invest it properly? You know, kind of get real with yourself about your money. What are the decisions that you're making with your money when you actually have it? Right? I know for me, when I get when um when I get a large sum of money, the first thing I do is obviously I always pay my bills and um I always pay myself as well pay my bills, and then also put some money into my savings. That's what I do. I mean, everybody has their own, um, you know, their own thing that works for them. But, right, but what do you do with the money? Do you give or do you just give it away to people saying, oh, yeah, look, you know, my parents need help, my sister needs help, my friends need help, you know, whatever the case may be. I, I don't know. Not that everybody's just asking for handouts, you know. So what do you, what are some habits that you do with your money? Do you shop a lot? Are you a shopaholic? Are you one that you like to go out to eat all the time? You know, what are these decisions that you're making and how are these decisions actually affecting your life? Are they affecting it in a negative or positive way? In a positive way, it could be, as I said before, are you investing your money wisely? What kind of, what what are your money management habits? Are you investing properly? Are you saving money? Are you putting it to the side? So that this way, you know, let's say there's a time, unfortunately, let's say you get laid off, you have that cushion. Or let's say you want to, you want a beautiful home, you want a vehicle, or maybe even with that money that you're saving, you want to invest it into a property, where then you transform that property into rentals, where now you're just getting this residual income. You know, whatever, you know, whatever your goals are, whatever your financial goals are, whatever that is for you right? That's something that's positive. Maybe you even want to save that money up to go on a month trip, right? Like go on a European tour. Amazing. You know, take all, take that little train. I mean, it's not little, it's pretty big. You know, take the train from one country to the next, explore the world, explore yourself, you know, meet new people, eat new foods. You know, that's amazing. Breathe new air. I know that when I always go overseas, there's definitely a difference in the air. Like most definitely. It's not that it's good or bad. 
is just different. Just the atmosphere is, is just completely different. It is just, I don't know, not that it's weird, but it's just, yeah, it's just definitely, definitely different. And as I'm telling you this right now, I'm recollecting on a time when I went to Thailand and it's just kind of like my senses are actually even recalling what it smelled like. Did it smell bad? All I got to say is it didn't smell great. I was in Bangkok, right? <clears throat> it was just all the vendors out in the street. So it's kind of like, that's kind of like what I'm smelling right now. But anyway, neither here nor there, right? So what do you want to do with your money, right? How, how are you saving it? How are you not saving it? And if you're not saving, how is that affecting your life, right? Get real with yourself. Ask yourself these questions. <clears throat> money is actually one of the, one of those topics that is very sensitive, and it is just like, oh, you know, I don't want to talk about how much money I'm making. I don't want to talk about, <clears throat> you know, uh, how much I'm not making. You know, sometimes I guess people could feel a little bit embarrassed, especially if you're of a certain age. We kind of have these brackets where we create ourselves. Nobody's saying, oh, yeah, by the time you're 40, you should be making $100,000. I mean, ideally, that's everybody's goal. But I mean, if you're not making that, that's okay. Are you are you able to pay your bills? Are you able to save money? Are you able to, to live your life and do what you need to do? That's okay. That's fine. Some people, well, not some people, there have been some people, I should say, that I've spoken to and they, they always say to me, well, would you ever be with someone that uh, worked at McDonald's? And it's kind of like, that's like always the go-to as if like, that's like the lowest mark is McDonald's for employment. Right. <clears throat> and it's just like, would you ever be with a guy that worked at McDonald's? And I'm like, well, is he a manager? You know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like within McDonald's, there's a corporate office. You know, it's not just the franchises that we see, the fast food um, franchises that we see. You know, they have an actual corporate office. And even let's say if they did work in McDonald's, it's like, OK, like is especially now since they implemented that new uh, law for what is that? That the lowest uh, hourly rate for um, for minimum wage is $15? I mean, you know what I mean? To me, I'm like, <clears throat> if you're able to pay your bills and you're not asking for me, if you're not asking me for money and you're short on cash all the time and, you know, it's just like, yeah, why not? I mean, I didn't say I would marry you. Would I date you? Sure. I mean, we'll, we'll go on a date. Whatever it is or two, we'll see what happens. Right, so what what are your money matters? Like what are your what are your habits with that, right? Good or bad, and how is that affecting you with these decisions that you're making? And health, with your health, good or bad, what decisions are you making? Are you eating bad all the time? Or are you eating good all the time? I mean, to me, I feel like with health, that's a little that's a little touchy because you need a balance of both. Like, I'm here to live life, yo. I'm not trying to eat salads all damn day. Like, it's okay if you have a brownie sometimes. And that sometimes can be, oh, every other day. I have it sometimes. No. Every other day isn't sometimes. That's like way too, no. Mm -mm. I mean, if you do it, I'm not judging. I mean, it did sound like I was very judgy. Like, my tone was judgy. It was. But I mean, live your life. If that's what you have to do to live your life, fine. But understand the consequences. Yes, yeah, see, the negative consequences, decisions that we make and the outcome that we're going to get. Is it going to be favorable or is it going to be unfavorable? 
you eating brownies every other day, I mean, you're going to have a bubble gut. I prefer to have my bubble in the back of my butt and not the front where my stomach is. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, switch that around. So, right, so what are the decisions that we're making and how is it affecting us? Right? We have to be realistic. And I, I, those conversations, like health conversations, are always something that are commonplace for women. Because it's just, you know, we're always looking for that sweet spot where it's we could still enjoy food, but we're still on the right track of our goals of losing weight. Right? And transforming our, our bodies. So we have to kind of find, well, with health, like I said, it's always that it's always a conversation that is always had, right? And I always feel like it's something that's a balance. It's like, all right, cool, you can have salads and, you know. And to me, I don't think eating bread is bad. Some people that listen to it are like, what, girl, you crazy, right? It's, it's okay. But it's how much are you eating of it? Like, are you eating like a whole loaf of bread? You know what I'm saying? If you you can have a slice of bread, what are you eating with that slice? Are you, you know what I'm saying? Instead of butter, put some a little olive oil on it, right? Have a healthy fat. Put a little um, like guacamole spread on that. Like, it's okay. Live your life. You know? But then after you have that, don't go and have like a milkshake. You know? Whatever. If you do, it's your life. But like I said, again, think about the decisions that we make these habits, these daily habits that we have, what are we repeatedly doing in our lives? What, are this, what is this re- repetition, right? That we're, um, that we're practicing in our, in our daily lives, right? Are they good or are they bad? How are they affecting us? Now with love, right? These personal decisions that we make in love about our life partners. Now, this one is some people they find the love of their life when they're freaking 10 years old. I feel like that's more of like a down South thing. Midwest. It's so rare in urban, in like urban areas, like big cities, New York city, LA, Miami, um, Houston. I can't think of any other big city besides, besides those. Right. Um, Seattle, uh, what is, I don't, you know, I don't even know the, what other big cities are like that are in Michigan or Minnesota, let's say Cleveland, Baltimore, right? The big cities. So what are these habits of love that we are, that we are practicing? And what are these decisions that we're making on a daily basis with our partners or with our partners to be? So, of course, you have your first love, right? Then now you move on and you say, oh, no, now going forward, I'm not going to be with somebody that was like that person. They need to have X, Y, and Z characteristics and so forth and so forth, right? So it's like once one relationship ends, the next one, you kind of have higher expectations or at least you should. You know, your, your previous relationship shouldn't be identical or similar to your following relationship. It's something that we should kind of learn from. It's, it, it, you know, whether it's painful or not, it's something that we should definitely learn from so that this way we don't make the same mistakes. We have to make a clear decision and stick with that and what it is that we want and be firm in that. Be extremely firm. For me, 
it's non-negotiable if a man is sloppy or, um, yeah, it's just sloppy and just doesn't take care of his home. Because to me, that's a reflection of how he's going to treat me. If you can't even take care of yourself, how am I going to expect you to take care of me? I mean, that that's just, you know, that's just my own observation. You know, is it 100% proof? For me, I do find that, yes, men that are, that are a bit less unkept, you know, I do feel like their life could be a little bit chaotic. As I mentioned before in a previous podcast, your outer environment is a reflection of your inner environment. If your outer environment is very chaotic, I mean, if your outer environment, well, yes, chaotic, I was right. But um, if it's messy, if it's unorganized, your thought process internally is going to be unorganized. You're just going to feel like you're gonna, you're all over the place. Like, oh my gosh, I need to do this. I need to do that. Oh my gosh. Like your time management is going to be, is going to be poor. It's going to be kind of, you know, not that great. So we have to be conscious of these things. What kind of person do you want? What are the, what are the habits that you are continuously making in these relationships, whether good or bad, Right. And if obviously if you're making good decisions, then the trail of men will be short. But if you're constantly making bad decisions, and it's not even to say like bad is a bad word um, to say about relationships, because sometimes, you know, it could just be about, you know what, I just wanted to try them out. I was just being open to love, you know, and that's okay. But make sure that you're learning from this, right? So that you don't have this huge trail of men. That is, and it's just kind of like this continuous effect. For me, like men that I've been with, I've always willed them into my life. And when I say that, I actually wrote them into my life. Literally, like everything that I've ever wanted was in that man. But then it's like, I get them and I'm like, damn, but they got these other characteristics that I wasn't even accounting for. Nah, like it's not gonna work, right? So then now, It's just kind of like, all right, now going forward, I have to refine what my, um, I guess, what what my, uh, what do you call it? I I can't think of it right now. What my standards are, right? What my standards are, what my, what my kind of man is. And don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not unrealistic. Nobody's perfect. I completely get it. But I'm just looking for someone that where they fall short in understanding me, they're open and willing to be patient, to understand me and to love me for who I am and vice versa. I can't expect a man to fully under, you know, to fully be patient with me and certain things. I have to be patient with him because there are some things that I might not understand about him, but we have this open channel of communication where we appreciate and we respect each other enough to say, you know what? Like, I really want to make this work. And with making this work, I understand that this is a process and we have to learn each other because we're two separate people, right? We're two separate people coming from two different worlds colliding together. And within that collision, some things are going to stick and then we're just going to get it. And some things aren't going to stick where we're actually going to have to do a bit more research and, you know, and really have certain conversations so that this way we could gain a better understanding, Right. So what are these habits that you have in these relationships, right? What are the decisions that you're making, good or bad? And how are they affecting you, 
right? And if the bad decisions that you're making, if you're okay with it, then fine. That's perfectly fine. But just be realistic with yourself, right? Realistic with yourself in your money matters. Be realistic with yourself in the health in your health matters, and be realistic with yourself in your love matters, right? How is it affecting you? Be real with yourself. Now moving on to social decisions, right? Social social decisions. Did I say that? Decisions. I felt like I had like a slight lisp there. Social decisions. Just whatever. (laughs) Um, Right? So with that, it's more of peer pressure. What are these peer pressures that are that is uh that's coming down on us? And where is this coming from? In what direction? So what I wrote down some of the most common um, topics relating to peer pressure from social gatherings or social groups is sex, politics, religion, and education. So with sex socially. It's when we go to school, you know, it's like by the age of 14, we're all supposed to be de-virginized. Look, if I could do it all over, I would be a virgin right now. Trust. I would be a virgin right now. A lot of guys just really weren't worth my time. And that's and 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 it's a shame because once you actually get older that's when you actually really understand how, you know, uh, like what they say about waiting for marriage and waiting for that right person. You know, some of that is a bit traditional, but I would definitely say, even if you don't wait till you're married, wait until you're more, you're comfortable with who it is that you are. Cause when we're in high school and even when you're in your early twenties, you know, you have all these peer pressures. Everybody's talking about this. Everybody's talking about that. You go away to college. You want to drink. You know, it's about, oh, yeah, have sex with as many girls, as many guys as possible. And, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, have fun. Girls kissing girls. Guys kissing guys. And, you know, whatever, whatever you're into. Right. Have live life. But then living that life and being pressured into having sex, there comes consequences with that. Right, you get unwanted pregnancies, you get whack ass sex, you get a disease. And to be honest, I'm sorry, out of those three that I just said, the worst one is whack ass sex. Like, you just wasted my goddamn time. Now I got another tab on my like sex list. I'm sorry, that's just that's just me. I know, trust me, I know, like. I should be scared of diseases and unwanted pregnancies. Yeah, all of that is important to me, most definitely. Right? So with that, those are the the peer pressures, the decisions that we make. And these are decisions that they should be ours. We should feel like we're in control of our lives. And the reason why I say socially is because these social pressures or these social decisions, these aren't ours. We think we're in control, but what happens is with these decisions, we're so influenced by these outer sources that we end up doing things that we know aren't right, that just don't feel right. We don't listen to our gut instincts, right? So with sex, that's why I had sex as the top one. 
sex was is definitely one of those things where it's kind of like, oh yeah, you know, you gotta have sex, you gotta do this, you gotta do that, you gotta kiss somebody, you gotta do this. You know, it's take your time. You know, uh, somebody that I know, what was it? Uh, they lost their virginity when they were probably like about 24, 25. And one of my friends was like, oh, that's crazy. Like they're corny. Like who does that? I'm like, yo, like that's commendable. Like for somebody to actually downplay that, yo, that is commendable. Like I'm like, yo, I wish I would have waited that long. That would have saved me a whole lot of like wasting my time, you know? So those are one of the social pressures, right? The decisions, that that decision sometimes, right. Who we engage with intimately, yes, that is our decision, but it's still something where we feel forced. We want the boy to like us or we want the girl to like us. We don't want to be talked about. We, we don't want to be rejected, right? So it's all these emotional attachments to them. And it's all these negative feelings, rejection. Um, I don't want to be talked about. I don't want to be seen as somebody that's corny, a, a little kid, you know, whatever, you know, whatever these things that get said, right? So that's what sex politics, right? What politics is we're forced or we think we're forced to pick a side, Democrat or Republican. Why can't I be both, right? And I guess, I don't know, is that what the independent party is? I don't even know what the hell the independent party is, right? I don't know what that party is it. I don't know. And I'm just being honest. Don't call me stupid. Whatever you want to go. I'm just being honest with you. If you want to enlighten me and, and inform me about it, by all means do so. Maybe I'll do it after I read this, after I do this podcast, right? Because I'm always on the internet doing research and I love filling my brain up with knowledge and information, right? So politics, social pressures, as I said before, we always have to pick a side. Why? Why do we have to pick a side? There are some, you know, uh, I would say some some things that Republicans believe that are actually, you know, they common sense. I mean, you know, they actually make sense, I should say. Some things with Democrats that make sense, right? But then obviously on both parties, some things with Democrats, mm, just kind of like, oh, I don't know about that. Some things with Republicans, like, mm, I don't know about that, right? So why can't we just meet in the middle? There was this, uh, as I had mentioned previously, with my consulting program that I was doing over the summer, the the man or the owner of this company, Sam Ovens, he made a great point. He said, you know, uh, where we, obviously the most common one was Trump and Hillary. So where someone sees Trump as someone that is amazing, someone can see him as somebody that's terrible. And vice versa, someone can see Hillary as something, somebody that's amazing, and then somebody else could see her as somebody that's horrible, that's treacherous. It's just like, ugh, like, I don't even know how she could even run for office. But, and he was just saying, like, because those are so, like, polarizing parties, right? But what he was just saying for the sake of example was that there are some things in Trump's administration that has is that is a has good intentions and vice versa there's some things in in a Hillary's administration that was a that had good intentions right so it's instead of us being so closed-minded on certain things it's just kind of like oh no we got to pick sides and you know and then it's just 
to be honest, we live in this age where if you say that if you say that you voted for Trump, it's like the plague. Like you get ousted. You're like, what? You voted for Trump? Like, right? It's like you can't say that out loud. Like, it's it's like something that's like it's like a bad word. Or like a bad sentence. I voted for Trump. I'm like, what? Like I disown you until the next election and we see who, you know, you better get around the next election. Right? And then like I'll talk to you again. Me, I don't care who you vote for. To me, it's just more about how do we connect with each other? Because your life is more than just politics. That's just such that's a small piece of your life. Like I care less who you voted for. Does that say who you are as a person? I don't think so. Not overall. There might be some things that you see that I don't see, right? That's okay. So again, that's another one of those social pressures, the decisions that we make, we feel like we're forced. Just like with Obama, right? A lot of people, they had no idea what his, um, like what his policies were. They just voted for him because he was black. Trust. I was one of those. I was one of those. I was like, oh, Obama? Oh, I'm voting for him. I don't give a fuck what he's in office for. I don't care what party. If he was a Republican, people would have voted Republican. Trust. Just so we can have a black president. Yes. You know, it's just kind of like, again, these decisions that we make, we're just going with the crowd. Right? Boom. Now I'm just going to leave it off with education. Right? I'm going to skip religion because religion is a little bit sensitive. We'll, We'll get into that next time. When I do the recap, of episodes 11 to 20, I'll get into religion. Right? I'll do it as a recap. But now we're just going to finish this one, the social decisions with education. Social decisions regarding education is if you go to Harvard, did I say that right? If you go to Harvard, if you go to Yale, if you go to Stanford, if you go to any one of these prestigious schools, very prominent schools where you know you the education is just astronomical the resources the the studies is just you know it it puts you at the top of the totem pole immediately as soon as you graduate these social deci- decisions that we make is that oh these people they're snooty, they're super smart, and I, because I didn't go to any of those schools, there's no way that I could communicate with them. There's no way that we would ever have anything in common. There's no way that I could even talk to them. We're not even on the same level. I'm scared of them, or not even scared of them, but it's just kind of, we automatically put them in this box, we separate them. And we put them in these boxes where it's like they're untouchable, like they're the golden children. All right. So these are the social decisions that 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 are made. Same thing with jobs. People that see their resumes, they're like, oh, my gosh, Harvard. Oh, hell yeah. And then what happens? You get there and it's like they're dumb as a rock. It's just like, what the hell? How did you even like common sense isn't common sense? What I say to people. Right. If you're a doctor, if you're um a lawyer, if you have to go to all these schools, I mean, all these years of schooling and the wording is so intricate. Um, what happens is I tell people they're just really good at memorizing words. That's all they're good at. 
right? And it's like, if you really, really, really love what you do, it's going to be a piece of cake. That stuff is just going to stick to you like glue. But for the most part, a lot of these people, they just go there for the name. It might not even be something that they enjoy doing. And we have so much more in common than we actually think. Do they not breathe? Do they not, do they not have to take a shower? Do they not have to study? Do they not have struggles? We don't know what their life, what their life is. Sometimes they could be, they end up being your best friend. We end up having these, putting these um, social labels on certain things. We have to, we have to eliminate those. And yeah, sure, some of them, they're snooty. Some of them, they're super smart. But that doesn't mean that they can't have a good time. That doesn't mean that we can't have a conversation with them. Right? I mean, they work their butt off, and that's fine. But you have a lot to offer. You have a lot of talent within you. And recognize that. Appreciate that. Big yourself up. And show that to the world. You know? Because what I always say, what someone is great in, they also have something that they're not that great in. And whatever they're not that great in, you could be amazing in. And that's just your... Your innate talent, that's something that's just naturally built inside of you. That's in your DNA. Or maybe not. Maybe it's just something that you learn because you just had a craving to, to learn it and to build on that. Right? So keep that in mind. Right? So socially, these social pressures, as I said before, sex. These decisions with sex that we make, sometimes they aren't our own. We think we have to do something by a certain age. We have to have sex by a certain age because we don't want to seem like a herb. We don't want to be corny. We don't want to like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're not having sex. You know, and then what happens? You're having sex and then you have like three babies. There's this quote that says, never base your life decisions on advice from people who don't have to deal with the results. Right? So, so why are we listening to people? We worry so much about what other people say and what other people tell us to do, but they don't have to deal with the end results of it. So just keep your ears close to it. Keep your ears close to the nonsense, right? Like I said, politics, the social decisions that we make about politics is that we feel like we have to pick a side. Why? Why do we have to pick a side? Just educate yourself. I want to be educated. What can you offer? What, you know? What what is the government doing? What is what is whoever this party that's in office trying to do, trying to offer us? Right? Aside from whatever the news is feeding us, are you actually researching and looking in to see what what else they're actually implementing, what they're trying to be put in place that is beneficial to us? I mean, I know I'm not. So I'm not in a position to say, oh, they're doing a terrible job. I don't know if they're doing a ter- terrible job or not. You know, some of the stuff that I hear is kind of crappy. So, I mean, I could kind of go off of that. But even still, that's not, again, that's the social influences. I'm basing my decision on these social feedings that is giving me. These are my own decisions. Right? If I go and I do my research and I look it up, then it becomes my own decision. Now I can make a wholehearted 100% decision. Education. Just because you didn't go to a, a school that is a, a five-star, whatever these things are called, right? Five-star school, right? I don't, 
don't know, I'm thinking of restaurants. I think it's called five-star school, whatever. A high-ranked school, top-ranked school does not mean that you're not qualified, does not mean that you have nothing in common with these people. As I said before, we all have talents. We all have something that somebody else doesn't have. There could be somebody that went to Harvard, that went to Yale, that isn't good in public speaking, but they're damn good at crunching numbers. They're damn good at engineering, right? They're damn good at business, at bringing people together, but they're just not good at speaking. And me, I have no problem speaking in front of a crowd. And I think that came from an incident that happened when I was 18 years old and I went to do, uh, what was that? I went to audition because I wanted to be a dance choreographer. I had no, as I mentioned before, I had no formal training in any type of uh, discipline dancing, modern dance, ballet. Um, yeah, those are the only two that I could think of. Tap, right? So I had no formal education, but I said, you know what? I love dancing. I love dancing. We have to create this this uh, this routine. Boom. Did a a minute and a half routine that I practiced for. And I remember it was a night crawlers, uh, push the feeling. It was so different. Cause I was like, oh man, they're going to think that, you know, it's, it's like some song, you know, I didn't know what they were thinking, but to me, I just wanted to blow them away. Like, oh wow, her song is so different. Her dance is so different. But, um, but right. I, I, you know, obviously, like I said, I just ended up flunking and I felt terrible. And to me, I felt like there was no, there's no, there's no other incident or event that will ever make me feel as embarrassed as that day. So because of that event, I'm not scared because that was like, that felt horrible. So I was like, with that, it helped me to overcome my fear. And I was just like, nothing will ever feel that way ever again. So going forward, I could talk to them. Like I said, some people that, that make a lot of money, some of them, they can't talk. They can't talk in front of people. They get nervous. They're like, oh, my gosh. But they're really good at writing, right? So believe in yourselves. Now, last but not least is the transformational decisions that we make. And what I mean by transformational decisions is when we make this decision that we want to change. We want to change from our old state to our new state, to a new state. We have a goal in mind. So we understand that whatever decisions that we've been making, for who knows how long, it's not working. All these bad decisions that we made, these decisions about money matters, these decisions with our health, these decisions with our sex life, these decisions about education, whatever it is that we've been feeding ourselves, whatever these decisions that we've been making, we see that the results that we're getting, these outcomes, they're not favorable. We don't like them. We want to change them. And we want to make new habits. We want to have new decisions. Mel Robbins, she's a very famous orator. And I said Mel Robbins, not Tony Robbins. Mel Robbins, M-E-L Robbins. She's a woman. She has this five-second rule, which is amazing. And the way she got that, she was actually watching something on TV. She was watching a a rocket launch, right, go up into space. And at that time, she was going through some turmoil. She was going through some some uh, some life some life difficulties, right? 
with uh, dealing with alcoholism. Her marriage was kind of on the rocks. Her her career was, you know, so-so. And um, so all of a sudden, she was watching TV, and they did the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one, takeoff. And then the rocket just went up. And she said, you know what? All of a sudden, a light bulb just hit, just uh, lit up. She said, you know what? Wow. That's what I need to do. I need to launch my life once, you know, do the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Whatever it is that I want to do. When I wake up in the morning, I'm not going to hit snooze anymore. I'm going to say five, four, three, two, one, and just jump up without any hesitation. Anything that I want to do, any decision that I want to make, I'm going to count down and I'm going to make a definitive decision on what it is that I need to do. I'm going to get up and I'm not going to I'm not going to take the time to just let my mind dwell. Nope, giving myself 5 seconds and then that's it. And she calls it the push factor. So it's like you're pushing yourself, you're motivating yourself. Cuz a lot, you know, there's people like, "Oh, you have to motivate yourself. You just got to do it. If you really want it, you got to have the fire and the passion and the desire." Like, but those words are so empty. You're like, "Okay, it sounds good, but like what tactics do you have? What strategies do you have that are working? So five, four, three, two, and I actually did this the other day. I, I didn't want to get up. I did want to hit snooze. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to hit snooze. I'm going to hit, all right, the clock stopped. All right, cool. I shut it off. But I didn't do it so that this was then, oh, in the other five, in the following five minutes, the preceding five minutes from there, it was going to go off again. Nope. I'm getting up in within the following five seconds. So I did five, four, three, so, and it was just like, I felt like I had to get up. I felt like I was holding myself accountable. And you train your mind. Cause it's like, you, you're telling yourself. And the funny thing is that I remember I was telling someone when I feel like I'm gonna do something to somebody, like if I'm gonna hit somebody, which I actually did this years ago, I start counting down. And it forces you to hold yourself accountable that like you have to do it now. But what happened was when I counted backwards, I actually headbutted the person. So I was actually counting down and I headbutted them. So it's like once the count, the counting was done, like I had to do it, right? Whatever. It was an ex-boyfriend of mine. Who cares? He's fine. We're still friends. This was like years ago. That was like super personal, but it's okay. But I just wanted to tell you that, right, like this stuff really works. And what's crazy is that it's actually scientifically proven. So as she was implementing this to her life and she was like, wow, like this is something that I have to share with people. And as she was, you know, fine tuning this, um, this new strategy, as she was researching, she actually saw that this is scientifically proven that it takes us five seconds to make a decision to push us. If it goes any longer than that, that's where procrastination comes into place. That's where doubt seeps in. Nope. Mm-mm. Give yourself five seconds and make that decision and push. Push, right? If you want to transform, this is about transforming, right? If you want to transform yourself and you have these habits that are no longer working for your life and you want your life to be better, you want it to be better than what it was yesterday, you want it to be better tomorrow and the days after. Train yourself. Do this. This is a simple, simple, simple exercise. Five, four, three, two, one, and just do it. It could be anything. Exercising, right? 
oh man, I don't want to exercise. Nope. Tell yourself, you know what? When I count down to when I count down from five to one, I'm telling myself that I'm gonna start working out. And you just you hold yourself accountable. If it's something that you you have to clean your house up, if it's something that you just have to do, whatever, whatever it is, count it down. Right? And see how it works out. Like I said, it worked for me. And I told you what it was that I did years ago. Though if that was, that wasn't a good behavior that I did. (laughs) So I don't recommend that for anybody. But, um, but yeah, it's really good to, when you have, when you transform yourself, the decisions that we make, they have effects on our lives. Where we are in our current life and our current state is a result of the decisions that we've made throughout, throughout our years, right? So what do you want to do different? Who do you want to be? Why do you want to be that person? What does it mean being that person? These are questions that you have to ask yourself. I don't know the answers to those. Or maybe you're, you're perfect the way that you are. I don't know. You know, you're Jesus's protege, right? He was perfect. Shoot, I guess you're perfect. Shoot, I'm not perfect. And I'm not looking to be perfect. I'm looking to constantly find something to improve, to something to work on. Because I love learning new things. I love just, just pushing through. And just like, once you get there, you're like, wow, like this is crazy. Like when you look back, you're like, damn, I can't believe I used to do that. Like, I don't even do that anymore. Like, I don't drink soda anymore. I haven't drunk in soda since I was 17. And that's like over 10 years ago. Yeah, like 15 years ago. And I have no desire. One of the things I can't really eat, like junk food like that, it makes my stomach hurt. If I try to, like at my job yesterday, they had these misfeels, like toffee fudge brownies. Let me tell you something. I'm a sucker for toffee. So I was like, what? Toffee? So I like took all of the brownies that were toffee fudge. There were only two brownies because it was like the special package that, oops, sorry. It was a special package that one of our um, clients had given us. So, and it was specifically for our team. So they're like, oh, everybody take whatever you want. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm taking these brownies, all of them. And I had eaten the brownie when I was on my way home and I was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to eat a small piece. So I ate it and I was like, damn, this is good. And then, like, whatever, I ate. Like, it wasn't huge, but then it was, like, literally when I was getting, like, almost to finishing it, I felt like crap, and I didn't feel good. So the decision of me eating that, I was just like, God damn, that, like, I didn't I didn't feel good, right? So now I know that I'm not just, I can't eat, right? We have to be aware of, of the decisions that we make and, and, um, and the outcomes of them, right? So this is what we don't have to keep doing it. That's why I don't really drink that that often either. Because I work out and when I drink, it makes me feel sluggish the next day. It makes me feel like, ugh, why did I drink? Not that I drink so much. I don't when I go out to drink. I literally have a regular drink and then I'll have a shot and then that's it. And I'm chill. That's why to me I prefer to just have glasses of wine because wine will, it'll make you get buzzed faster. So I'd rather just two nice glass, two nice um, glasses of red wine get that buzz feel and then that's it i'm done for the day but all right guys there you go for decisions right 
your personal decisions, how they affect you, these social decisions, how these social decisions are affecting you, and how these decisions that we make going forward, right, that are going to be transformational for us, right? If we're not enjoying our lives, we have to transform our decisions. We have to change it. We have to do things differently. We have to make better decisions going forward, right? We have to change our old habits into new habits, right? And as I said, yeah, do the Mel Robbins uh, rule, the five-second rule. And maybe even from her, uh, once you look up five-second rule, there'll probably be other um, additional information on other tactics that you could use, right, in relation to the five-second rule, something that might even be better useful for you, right? So do your best to make the best decisions that you possibly make. May you live the best life that you want. May you be living the life that you want to live right now and know that you were, that you are worthy of the best life, right? We only got one life. Live it up. All right, guys, this is episode 14. I'm closing out. I'll see you on episode 15. Bye.